another episode of how we bounce back what a crazy election day it was yesterday anyway we have a very exciting episode for you ahead our guest tonight can make anybody laugh at any moment of the day i've known him for three years i'm still waiting for him to open his, his own comedy club in hollywood he's born in inglewood he's raised in northridge has a los angeles culture rooted in his dna he's a social media manager at mediacom and runs the show for the adidas account He's an advertising industry icon, especially at the Think LA, at the Vivo event, at the Spotify event. He's a mentor for me when we both work on the Cheesecake Factory account. He can hit a fastball at Dodger Stadium over the Budweiser sign, hit the game-winning shot at Staples Center, and stiff-arm all them linebackers at SoFi Stadium. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Cameron Nash. What is going on, brother? How have you been? What's up, man? How you doing? Well, brother, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I can't, I can't complain, man. Just trying to stay, uh, trying to stay active, stay busy, you know, stay entertained and whatnot. How about yourself? You, you, you keeping up over there? Oh my God, bro! Just six weeks out of surgery, recovering, you know, doing this show, <laughs> taking classes, keeping, keeping the calm. But not, you know, not, nothing has changed from March until now. There's no vaccine. I mean, like me and Rosemary did go around the country but like it's it's yeah. about you know staying healthy distancing we always have our mask on you know whatnot immune system up mm -hmm. we stay working out so doing well brother okay. just you know be how's the, how's the recovery I, from the surgery it's going good it, it, it's going good bro it's um you know it was it was weird at first it was it was fast and then it kind of got weird you know um i felt like there was like some uh I was like, oh, yeah, there's no complications. But then there started to be some complications, like some fluid collection. There was, like, some bumps coming in. And then, like, oh, shit, what is happening? And then there, and like, I'm, there was a little bit of, like, hair loss right here because of the pressure on the surgery table. But we're, it's all coming back now. You know, no. don't let these things overcome me mentally. You know, like, no. we're, yeah, stay, stay optimistic. Like, God bless. Like, one of the biggest side effects is not be able to have a symmetrical smile on my face. So... We're, we're happy. We're going to be appreciated. That's what 2020 is teaching us to be appreciative of the little things, you know, the, the, the most important yeah, things. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I agree. How are you? Bro, I know Mediacom and Adidas are ramping up all the holiday promotions, you know, being it right now, November. So you probably all up in the Prisma, the Bangle, the Weekly Insights and whatnot. What's going on with work lately? How are you handling all of this stress this season? But honestly, man, you know, I've, I've, I've been through the road a couple times. So, you know, you kind of, it, it's crazy because you always feel like you know what's coming, right? Like, all right, Q4 is, you know, in the midst of Q4, you know it's going to be hectic, promos galore, um, you know, clients going to be checking in, you know, twice times they normally do. Um, but, you know, the team, the team has been built for it. You know, I think, uh, you know, based on how we've had to adjust throughout the year from COVID and things like that. Uh, you know, the team has been built for it. You know, I've been built for it. So um, really just kind of sticking to my principles and, you know, trying to get stuff done early when I can. And, uh, you know, sometimes it requires later hours, but 
all in all, you know that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger goal that you need to try to reach. So, uh, you know, ready to go. Absolutely, bro. Hey, you know what I mean? Stay in uh, later hours. Like something that's not, that's not in our, I guess, work contract per se, you know, it's yeah. not like it asked for, but if it means to like getting the job done, like hitting these deadlines, making sure we uh, are, the quality of our work is like up to par and even beyond that, staying later yeah. hours is actually everything. It really like that, that's what you, it's, you know, you're putting your heart into it. So I'm sure that's a, pre go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think one of the things is because like we're working from home now, you know, usually I have to commute and like that commute is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, like the dangers of the four or five, man, you, you, that, that can be a parking lot sometimes. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is now I have more time back in my day where I can be at the computer and be accessible. Um, you know, so the biggest thing is just, if I feel like the job's not done, um, you know, what's, what's burning? If yeah, I can go work out, which I, you know, I, I try to do too. Um, but ultimately it's like, what am I going to do? Just sit there and watch Netflix? Like, nah, like a, a connection or something, a job or a duty or something to do then, you know, like, let me sit there and knock it out and make sure that it's, it's to my liking and it's to, you know, the quality that it should be at. So, Absolutely. you know, try to do that as often as possible. How's that, bro? You know, with uh, work from home mandate and all the canceled industry events, it really put a huge damper into this year. I know, I know, I, man. <laughs> this is the time we can all congregate and be together, but damn, COVID, they really screwed things up. Yeah. You know, but it did reset like our way of life, you know, like being at home and start appreciating those things. So I want to ask you, what are some of the things you've been doing at home during quarantine? Um, well, working out, you know, trying to trying to work out because uh, mentally can definitely get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mentally, you can definitely get worn down if you don't um, playing basketball. You know, luckily I have a hoop outside so I can, you know, shoot around on occasion. Um, I've always been into, uh, like the ambiance of, of your space, of your living space. Um, so, you know, I've done a few things around the house in terms of like, uh, switching up stuff within my room or, um, you know, it's, it's given me a chance to kind of reconnect with family a little bit more. Um, you know, just things like that. I try to pick up different skills. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm, you know, Bobby Flay or nothing like that, but, you know, trying to get in the kitchen a little bit more, you know, and learn some stuff. So. Uh, you know, we just like, you know, we just out here just trying to learn and be be better, man. Ultimately, amazing, bro. And keeping to the simple things in life, you know, they don't we don't realize how the simple things are actually the most important things. I, you know, you talk about weightlifting, playing basketball, like you know, we just got to get out of the house. We just got to like clear our mind, just like focus and exercise. You know, it's yeah. good. It's good for the health. It's good for our mental health. You know, you think it's good for our physical health weightlifting or playing basketball or even running you know it's actually good for our mental health too it's like literally our peace it's our meditation so here you on that bro that's yeah, amazing I mean, crazy crazy thing is like i used to spend so much time driving that like i would have occasionally i'm not gonna lie i would have bills it's like man i ain't got enough time but now it's like i sit there you know you gotta look at the man in the mirror and be like all right well i do have time like, i don't have to drive anywhere you know what i mean like, i can literally just hop 15 steps and like log on for work. So it's like, what's, what's your excuse for not working out at this point? You know? So, um, you know, it, it, it really just forced me to kind of cut the excuses out and just really kind of get down to business. Bro. That was what, like, listen, everyone as Angelinos, 
<laughs> Angela knows in a regular post, oh no, I'm sorry, pre-COVID world, my goodness, shooting, yeah. just like yeah. that was a second job. That was a, that was another commitment. We like commuting, like for, 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 I mean, you commute to Northridge, I'm commuting downtown LA. That's like 10 hours a week. So like after that, Easily. we're like, oh my gosh, like all we want to do is just rest the mind. Like, and then commuting back to the gym was already like, oh right. Lord, we got to go somewhere else. Like, so being able to go outside to shoot, shoot some hoops, you know, to, yeah. you know, like me over here, just running outside really quick. Like we don't have to get, yeah. get to the gym. We just step outside real quick, you know, and like yeah. this commute thing can be long in the past. I'm sure after this COVID era, like there will be some sort of hybrid model and whatnot, but just kind of yeah. getting that exercise and get outside is just a, not only a physical gain, but it's a mental health, like, you know, like peace. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, I think, and I think that's what most people have really paid attention to. Like, I think mental health was, a uh, was a narrative kind of before COVID, but until people were forced to kind of be inside and really confront like where their mental health stood up at, um, you know, it, mm -hmm. it took them a minute. It took people a minute to say like, damn, like I really can, or I really need to improve this. Or like, these are muscles that I never really tried to work out. They just felt like, Hey, I could run a couple miles and, I'm straight, but it's like, no, like mentally when things get tough or like you don't have the freedoms that you're accustomed to, you know, you really need to depend on yourself and mentally you need to make sure that you're, you know, you're in tune with your star player, as I like to say. So, absolutely, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's huge. Yep. Bro, I'm going to change things up right now. You know, I, we said okay. this before, before the inner, before we went live on this interview, you know, you're truly yeah. one of the funniest persons I've ever met. You know, we, we talked about this already. You know, you told CMOs on client calls, yo, what's good? This is your boy Cam. And, you know, bro, you, you, I, there was another time where you handed Chris Rue a leftover bagel and a lettuce and saying, bro, here's your fire festival dinner. I'm like, oh my God, bro. This man, I don't know how these jokes come to his head so quickly, but he is a funny ass dude. You know, I'll yeah. never forget my. My, 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 my first or second weekend, I, I can't even remember, but it's my first or second weekend at Mediacom office. We had a happy hour and you put on the stereo and you put Migos Dab Ranch. You're like, I come from DC. I'm like, this man put Migos Dab Ranch. You got a damn ranch and a damn ranch. Hey, man, when man. you I was like, eh. I was <laughs> like, yo, what? Yo, this boy, this, this boy Cam is my dude, bro. I, dude. I, I was. You know, I'm glad Chris were introduced. I knew you were the coolest dude when when I heard mm. all of these things. You know, when I, you authentic, you're spontaneous in the moment. You kind of just let it roll and whatnot. Yeah. Describe why it's important to you on being funny and spreading those vibes to your peers. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't. I mean, and I, I've told you this, you know, plenty of times. Like, I, I don't really take it as tr like trying to be funny. Like, I, I think it's just I understand that like in life, you know, people can see life as being stressed, right? Like, and it is like, I'm not going to act like I don't have stresses or nobody, but for me, it's just like, I always feel like my overall purpose is to be, um, I feel like I'm here for the betterment of people. Like I want people to feel like their day or their life or whatever was better because I was a part of it. Right. Like, I feel like that's my way of serving is, you know, you to kind of get out of your own head, and for me to just sit there and say, yo, let's laugh, man. Let's dance. Let's enjoy. Let's enjoy the moment. Let's, you know, like, and I think that's pretty, if I had to say 
I had a gift in anything. It's just I make people kind of forget about it. They have fun in, in that moment, you know, and, um, and it's just funny. Like I said, sometimes stuff will just come to me. Like, you know, I obviously went on social media all the time. And, you know, when that whole fire Festival thing was going on, it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, you just walk by and it's like, yeah, you see your boy like, hey, he got the fire Festival lunch. What did you get? He got the special with him, right? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, things just, like, come to you, right? And it's, it's not planned. It just kind of just pops in your head, and it's just like, say this, or I'm going to do this just because it, it just feels right, you know? I mean, I know you mentioned the call with, uh, you know, with, with Peggy, and we just, it was one of those things where it was just, like, I had already built up a relationship with the, with the client. Like, I didn't see it as, hey, I'm on a client call. It's, yeah, I, I'm on a client call. Like, I obviously know the purpose of it. I'm not just going to sit here and just, spew a bunch of nonsense but um you know ultimately it was like yo that's this is my like this is how we'll talk to him if we had a call where nobody else was there you know so to me it's just important to remember you know just have fun with life man like mm-hmm. you have enough strike you know you have enough serious moments but you know you need to make sure that you smile you laugh um and you spread if you have the ability to man spread that to the people next to you because you know everybody deserves it yeah and, and, you know, you, you have the camaraderie with other people. It's like, you know, there's authenticity, but you, yeah. you feel like, what, like, why take things so serious? Like, it's, you know, we can, we can all smile and have fun. Like, even if you are a client, like, I know who you are. Like, let's just all have fun. That's, I think that's just a natural personality and habit that you've had growing up. You, obviously, you know, you resonate a lot with your family and with your friends. You're sharing that with other people as you meet throughout your career and whatnot. So that's, that's amazing how you don't you don't change that no matter where you go. Nah, I mean, and it, it's you know it, it kind of was developed to me. You know what I mean? Like like my, my my pops is like that, right? Like he's you know anybody who's ever met my pops knows that he's like the life of the party, right? Like he he makes he makes a ton of jokes, um, extremely sociable, um, you know. And a lot of my family members, like the males in my life, who like helped me grow up, like it was the same way, and right? And, and you know, playing sports and things like that, I just learned how to be social. And for me, it's like, it's supernatural. It's just like, you can put me in a room with anybody and it's like, yo, let's have, let's have a good time. Like, why is everybody, you know, straight faced and whatever? Like, let's, let's laugh, let's joke. And I can laugh at myself. Like, if people crack jokes on me all the time, I'm just like, I ain't gonna lie, that was a good one. You know what I mean? You just kind of got to roll with it. Like, so it, it is what it is. Like, I, I, there will be times that you can take yourself seriously, but I mean, I don't, you know, life ain't supposed to be for that. It's supposed to be for the yeah, I never laughter and even more. I never seen you sit. You you take yourself seriously. I'm glad that you always light harder, bro. You you literally take everything like a champ, but you dish it out well. You know, bro. That's why yeah. so many people love you. You know, so. Yeah. I'm sure there's many public figures that inspire mm-hmm. you. Can you name your top three heroes of all time? My top three heroes of all time. I gotta say, you know, rest in peace, the late and great Kobe Bryant, for sure. Um. Yeah, Kobe for sure. Uh, gotta say Will Smith for sure. Um, and it's maybe maybe cliche, but I gotta say Barack too. Barack, Barack yeah. Obama for sure. Yep. And it, to me, it's it's crazy. Like obviously, um, you know, during the whole you know electoral process, like you just see him when he was like coming out and, you know, speaking on behalf of Biden and things like that, people rush to the television set to listen to this man talk, right? Like, he was so well, he was so poised, um, so well-spoken. And again, he never spewed hate. It was never, you know, even if he had a disagreement with somebody, like, 
he knew how to approach it in a way in which it was yep. like, yo, we we can disagree amicably. Like this doesn't have to be some um some Twitter war, you know, some Twitter finger war. You know, right. it, it's just something that's like, yo, we can have a conversation and we may walk around like walk away still disagreeing, but I, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it responsibly, we're gonna do it like adults. And so um, you know, for him to deal with all the stuff that he had to deal with and just what he symbolized for you know, young black males, you know, who, who probably never thought about being in politics, right? Or um, thinking that they could reach the highest office in the land. Like, that was just something where it was like, yo, even if this isn't um, something that happens routinely after Obama, we know that possible. Like, we know we can get past those hurdles. So I just think what he symbolizes overall is something that, like, you can never forget. And I still remember I was in college, man. I was over at, you know, San Diego State when he got elected. I was like, Okay, <laughs> yeah, like it was just one of those things where you, you were just so gassed. Like I was just geeked. I was talking. I was hitting anybody I could. I'm like, oh, we got a black president now. It was, it was crazy. So like I said, what he stands for is just, is you know, it's endless, man. It's limitless. So like, I he's definitely always gonna be in my top three. If there's one of the three people that I named, Kobe, I had the closest connection to. I mean, obviously, it's not like I knew him or we were on like a texting basis or anything like that. But um, you don't need them. I mean. You know what I mean? But like growing up in LA, um, and 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 being so close to the sport of basketball, I think I resonated most with his connection, right? Because like, and just hearing him speak about how you learn so much from life through sport, right? And especially through basketball, it was crazy how like I would make those parallels, right? And and you know, basketball was a sport that I learned through my, you know, that my dad taught me. Um, but I was super passionate. Like, I mean, obviously, I, I played basketball since I was like, well, competitive basketball since I was like four years old. So when I heard Kobe's story about how he, you know, played basketball that way, and I think the thing is, we grew up with Kobe, right? Like, he came into the league at 17, and then it's like now, it's like you literally saw his entire career, and he's in the same city as you, you know, and, and he's doing all of these amazing things from, you know, the Olympics to all-star games to NBA finals to championships. And you've seen him go from, you know, the mountaintop as a young, you know, young early 20s winning titles with Shaq, you know, going all the way back down, having to build himself all the way back up and, you know, winning those back titles with Powell, coming all the way back down, you know, then he retires. And then it's like now you see the personal side of Kobe, right, and him being able to kind of, compartmentalize things and you know there was just so much that when I heard him speak or when I heard like when I heard interviews or when I heard stuff I'm just like damn I feel like you know like so when, you know I know obviously it may sound cliche now but like that whole mama mentality of like you know hey I, I compartmentalize this I compartmentalize that like this is how I kind of approach things the attention to detail um you know like all of those things to me was like yo there's nothing there's nothing another athlete can do that's going to touch me the same way that, you know, it will with Kobe, especially when, but here's like, we grew up together essentially. Right. And you're sitting there rooting for him. Um, so yeah, no, nah, when, when I, when I got the text, when I, I it was in one of my group chats, actually, I got a text uh, from my nephew. He had sent me the TMZ link and I was just like, I was like, nah, I was like TMZ got this one wrong. Like I know they usually break shit, but they got this one wrong. Like Kobe's cool. Like you, you almost felt like he was a superhero. He's, he's going to, Something's gonna happen. Oh, false report. He's okay. You know, whatever. And then you know, I start looking at the, you know, start looking at the news channels. And then you know, thirty minutes later, things start rolling in. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, he's gone. <laughs> like, he's really gone. And um, you know, then you start hearing that like, 
you know, then, then the false reports start coming. Oh, hey, he's with his whole family. And you're like, oh, come on, not everybody. Then he's with this and that. And then, like, then eventually you got to the point where, you know, the actual story came out. But, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think probably 10 minutes after I got the text, I was in my room. You know, I was in my room having a drink, just, like, bawling my fucking eyes out. And, you know, my, my phone is going off. And, you know, people texting me because, again, they know how much, like, I love Kobe. That it was just like, they were like, yo, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, my superhero, the dude that, you know, especially at this age, has so much more to give to the world, he's gone. Like, off of something, you know, that, that you feel like, yo, that could have been avoided. Like, it wasn't like a... Um, you know, disease or something, you know, old age or, you know, something like that where maybe you could digest it a little bit easier. It was like, nah, man, you give this man another 30, 40 years, like, who knows all the crazy, amazing stuff that he could have, you know, produced or given to the world, you know? And, uh, you know, I think just seeing his second act, like everything that he was doing posted was was inspiring, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, now, Kobe, Kobe's always going to be dear to my heart, man. And, you know, even now, months, 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 months after – you know, his, his, his passing, like, I still see highlight videos and other stuff, and I'm just like, like, you still start to feel it, like, damn, like, I'm not over it, you know what I mean? So, um, it, it, it's crazy, it's crazy, but, you know, my, my, my relationship with Kobe as, you know, as a fan and just someone who inspired me is just one that I'll, I'll always remember. Amen to that, brother. Like, he, he touched all of us, man. He will forever live with us. Like, you know, it's not normal seeing a basketball player um pass away so suddenly and like i feel like you know the way we saw how the world reacted after the tragic tragic uh accident we saw how much he touched so many lives including us too you know and like he will forever be in our hearts we're gonna my mentality is going to be a forever thing he'll he'll, he'll continue living through all of us and he and he's looking down on us now and that's all he wanted so god bless kobe bryant Always. Always. But yeah, if I had to pick three, those are, uh, and, and, I mean, that the top three can vary in order or whatever and, and on any given day, but no, no, um, those no are three people that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, there's, there's not no one, two, three. It's, like, it's just the top three, you know, those are the names, and, you know, I, I'm comfortable with that. All right, bro. Before we ask the deeper questions, let's play a game of trivia. Because you are okay. a true Lakers fan, like we've been saying, you know, black, uh, purple, and yellow, growing up in L.A., let's have fun with this. I'm going okay, to ask you four multiple choice questions. Let's see Uh-oh. what you got, brother. You know, all you got to do is, like, answer correctly. There's no caveat to this. We're just going to have fun. All right? All right. If the answer is wrong, no, I'm going to need you to cut that. I'm going to edit that out. Like, we're going to reshoot that. <laughs> <with the answer. laughs> yeah. Question number one. What is the Los Angeles Lakers' longest winning streak? 30 games, 27 games, 33 games, 24 games. 33 games. You are correct, my man Cameron Nash. Led by Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, Gail Goldrich, the Los Angeles Lakers won 33 straight games in the 1971-72 season, the most in the NBA history. Yes, sir. Question number two. Which player did the Lakers draft twice? Magic Johnson, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, or Kobe Bryant? Magic Johnson? 
That is incorrect, but it is okay because I would have not gotten this right myself because this okay. is a long ass time ago. The Lakers drafted right. Elgin Baylor in the 14th round of the 1956 NBA draft, but Elgin Baylor opted to stay in school. After leading Seattle to the NCAA championship in 1958, Baylor was drafted again by the Lakers, this time the number one overall pick in the 1958 draft. The rest is history. That's a, that seemed like in the World War Tour era, so you, you're exempt from But that. you want to know the crazy part is, like, as much as much Lakers history as I know, I've never heard that. Yeah. That's why like, I was like, I'm going to just shoot this there. Like, I knew it wasn't Kobe, so I was like, right, I'm going to just throw one out there. I'm just going with Magic. But, like, nah, I, I, I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, you definitely did some research. Last question. Which Laker yeah. outscored an entire opposing team through three quarters of play? A, Kobe Bryant, B, Magic Johnson, C, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and D, Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, that's Mamba all day, baby. Kobe Bean Bryant. Knew that Correct. one. Correct. On December 20, 2005, Kobe Bryant, the great Kobe Bryant, scored 62 points in three quarters against the Dallas Mavericks. Entering the fourth yep. quarter, Bryant outscored the entire Mavericks team 62 to 61. The only time a player has done this through three quarters since the introduction of the shot clock. My That's goodness. Crazy. That is crazy. I'm sorry, MJ. We are living in an era where we think Kobe Bryant might be right on the James Corden show where he might be over you, but quote me on that. So, <laughs> for sure. All right, my brother, let's get into the deeper questions. The first question I want to ask, do you live with deep regret and how has this impacted you? Um, it's honestly, that is a tough question because there are moments in which I do regret not going to a, I guess you could say normal or like a, a regular, like a public school um, in high school. Um, so I went to a magnet school uh, and you know, so I was there from fifth grade through 12th grade. So it helped me a lot in terms of like when I was a kid, I'm five, you know, I'm in fifth grade, like I'm running around school, like I see, you know, seniors and juniors and, you know, I became cool with a lot of them, right? And, uh, you know, me, I was, of course, a young kid playing basketball, your, your mentality is I'm going to the league. Like, yeah, I got enough skill, I, I can get to the league. And, you know, just playing there, like, I ended up getting to a point where, around the valley and like neighboring areas due to you know AU basketball and things of that nature I had built up a reputation where people knew I could play but it was like the stage that I was on wasn't big enough because I was in this small school right but I always felt like hey that'd be a great story if I made it somewhere prominent you know prominent from this school um but I do sometimes regret because I do know you know coach you know I knew coaches you know players at other bigger high schools where I felt like had I made that decision to go to a bigger high school, I probably would have had more opportunities and my, my basketball career could have potentially been longer. But, you know, but ultimately I also think back to who I am now and I feel like all of those decisions and who I am as a person. Um, so I, I'll say there are days in which um, there are days in which I do have regret about it, but then I, I kind of, uh, sit with it and I snap back and I'm like, you know what, I, I can't, that I made a decision based on who I truly was, not, um, 
you know, not based off of anything else. So, you know, I, I end up just living with it because I can't look back anymore. Yeah. You appreciate, you know, how the path forged itself. You appreciate, you know, yeah, you got to be grateful for how it pans out. There's no reason to dwell. You know, that's yeah. the, you know, that's the one thing that I think us as men, our worst enemy is actually ourselves. You know, we, oh, yeah, yeah we, we, we look at like, oh, wow, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have done that. You, you start to question yeah. yourself so much. Yeah. But you, you kind of like, you know, like accepted, like, this is the path I'm going to be in. So let's roll with it. We're going to make the best of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, it was the path I was supposed to be on, right? Like, cause, cause then the thing is, you can get down such a, a rabbit hole of like, what if? Like, oh, hey, if I left this school and I went here, okay, well then, you know, a lot of the people who have affected my life, right? Like some of my best friends, you know, I met, you know, at that, um, you know, at that magnet school. So it's just like, these are people who I've now known for 20 plus years. And it's like, okay, well, I don't have those same relationships. I don't have those same experiences if I'm not in contact with these people. So it's like, there's so much of your life that then comes in question where it's like, well, if I made a different decision here, then that effect, that has a domino effect on everything else. So like I said, it's usually very rare that I'll, I may think of the past and say, okay, this is, you know, I, I regret that I didn't do this. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, I'm in a good place, right? Like I'm, I'm like, I still have a, a great life. Um, you know, and my life could look different, but it could look worse. You know, I, you know, I, I don't know that. So, you know, I just got to go based off of what is and, you know, the decisions that were made. And, um, yeah, you know, that's just kind of how I approach it. God bless that. Absolutely. Bro, can you describe how you deal with the expectations of making your parents proud? Because, you know, their expectations can differ from our yeah. expectations. You know, what... Yeah. You know, what do they expect in you? And does it align where you want to be in a couple of years? Does it align where you want to be now? Um, honestly, that's a good, I, I don't know. I, I think like when I have, cause I have, I have really good open relationships with both of my parents. Um, I think when it came to how my parents raised me, um, you could kind of tell they each kind of took their own uh, role, so to speak, right? Like moms was always on me about, um, just being a good man or a good person in general. Um, you know, she taught me the principles like, yo, this is how you're supposed to treat people. Um, you know, and obviously she she was the one who was really on me about my academics. Uh, my dad, he was, you know, more the focus of like sports. Like obviously he was the one, you know, drilling me in terms of, um, you know, never cheating what you do, never cheating your work ethic in, in terms of, um, you know, the sports field. And then of course, you know, when it came to girls, right? Like he was always trying to coach me in that situation too. So. Um, you know, they, they, they both kind of instilled in me those principles, you know, and, um, you know, ultimately, I don't think that they, I think that the biggest thing for them in terms of their expectation for me is to always be authentic, right? Is to not feel like you have to be somebody else in order to get where you want to get. Like, you know, just to understand, like, yo, be yourself when you, when you come into a room or when you approach an opportunity, give your own, you know, your own pizzazz, your own flair, give that to the situation. And if it doesn't pan out the way you want to, then that situation wasn't meant for you. But, you know, trying to, um, you know, become a chameleon of sorts, you know, to fit a situation, it's going to drive you, it's going to drive you insane, right? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to keep that up every time you're kind of in that environment versus just being like, yo, hey, this is how I would approach it. This is who I am. You take it, you leave it, you live it, whatever you choose to, but um, it's not going to essentially drain me and my energy. So I think that I've lived up to their expectations. And, you know, I've had conversations with moms where she's, uh, 
you know, I, in certain regards, I've exceeded her expectations. But I think with her, she thinks I can do, you know, well, my family in general thinks I can do whatever I want to, and I agree. Um, so it's just more so just what I choose to lock in on and go for. Um, but no, I think my parents, in terms of the individual I am, are extremely proud of where I'm at. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really feel, I don't necessarily feel a burden when it comes to that. It's just, you know, as long as I can wake up and look myself in the mirror in terms of the decisions that I've made, then, you know, I think that they're perfectly fine with that. Like, cause I've always kind of been the, the person where, you know, my, my friends would always come to the house, right? So like my house was always kind of like the hosting house, right? So they would always see the type of people that I was around and just how I entertained or interacted with people. Um, and then just everything from, you know, youth, youth sports and, um, just being like traveling and being around that type of stuff. They, they knew, I think that they felt very extremely comfortable with how I was developing as an individual. Right. And, um, I think just having their support in terms of making decisions and not, and not feeling like I had to, to lie about certain things. Like if I, if I messed up, then, you know, I knew I can go to them and be honest and say, yo, I, I messed up doing this or whatever. Like, cause you know, they, they instilled in me the difference between right and wrong. Like I know, I know that, right? And so at the end of the day, it's on me to go out there in the world and, and, and you know, make those decisions, you know, but I think when you kind of innately know um, that you kind of have that support system at home, it makes it a lot a lot easier. So, um, you know, I've, I've probably told them about 20 different occupations that I was going to have. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> in, term, in terms of career. So I think that, you know, at the time, they probably felt like, yo, he, he, he can do any of them he wants to, but he just... What is he going to, you know, decide to kind of lock in on? So, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it's kind of been a beautiful, beautiful roller coaster. You know, we all have dreams, you know. Um, I do want to ask, you know, we, we have a great career. Me and you being in advertising, digital marketing, great agencies, world-class agencies that kind of give us the, the platform, the resources to work with some great people, our colleagues, amazing people yeah. across the board. I want to ask, and you know, it's 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 you know, it's a question we talked about before this this uh, interview started. Mm. Describe if you are chasing your dreams, or are you currently on a different path? And if whether or not either or is the answer, what are you most proud of today? Am I chasing my dreams? Um, yes and no. So, and, and I'll, I'll kind of elaborate on that. So. My dream ultimately is to um, is to entertain on kind of like a larger scale. Um, I, I feel like my ultimate goal is to provide the world something that, again, whether it's an environment or a piece of work or something that people can look to for relief, right? Can look to for whether it's laughter or just kind of as an escape, right? So, you know, one of the things I've always um, dreamt about doing is owning and running my own uh, either nightclub or lounge. So like being, I feel like it would be super cool to really just kind of create a space where, um, you know, it's not necessarily just about being turned up, right? But it's a place where people can go and it's like, yo, every, you know, whether it's like every month or whatever, like it's a different theme or if it's a different vibe or whatever, like or just like, like kind of like a safe haven for people to go to. Um, you know, and another dream of mine, which I probably say I'm closer to kind of, um, would be the closest to probably attaining is I like to write, right? Like I like, I'm, I'm very big on um, communication and the written, like the written word, you know, how that can make people feel. Um, 
So, you know, obviously one of the things that I would like to do one day is to write a book, you know? And so, um, you know, that's something that I've toyed around with the idea and, and, you know, within recent weeks, you know, especially being home and, you know, soon, you know, you know, the weather going to change, you know I mean? It's pretty much summer in Cali, like all the time, um, you know, but like ultimately, you know, being able to sit down and kind of curate a piece of work that people can kind of go to until the end of time, you know, that they can kind of reference and um, just kind of see how my mind might particularly work. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of things that I obviously I would like to do. Those, the club being like the the, the, the larger grand scheme of things, um, you know, so that one I'm probably not as close to as I, as I probably should be. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but, you know, coincidentally, it's crazy. I think that, you know, with everything going on with COVID, it kind of steered me back towards the the book because the book I probably would have put on the back burner, but like, you know, nowadays seeing everything where there's like all these different, you know, businesses kind of shut down, especially clubs because of this time off. It's like, you know, you, you can't shut a book down. Like once the book is out there, it's like, yo, you can find like a an audio version. You can find a digital, you know what I'm saying? Like you can find multiple versions of it. So for me, it's just like, yo, you have the time. So why not put your, your mind to something that you like to do being writing and, you know, try to curate that and, and just see, you know, kind of see where it goes. So, um, yeah, those, so those are where my dreams kind of stand. And in terms of what am I most proud of? Um, I'm most proud of how I've adapted to things. Like, I don't, I don't really, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, even before COVID, man, I, I spent, I spent a lot of time um thinking like and you know some can some close to me can probably tell you i overthink um but i i like going through the process of figuring out how things may go so that if i get put in those positions i know how to how to act appropriately um you know or, or act aligned with who i who my character is and so um i think just allowing myself the freedom to for my mind to go and allowing myself the freedom um to evolve um, to learn from people around me, uh, and just allow myself the opportunity for, uh, feedback and, and criticism and knowing like, yo, obviously I don't know everything, right? Like I may have my own perspective and I may want to stand on my perspective, but you know, I do have a contingency of people around me. Um, and just in general, I respect people's opinions. I may not always absorb it and follow it, but I'm going to allow you the opportunity to just, all right, cool. That's, that's your opinion. Cool. Like, I appreciate that perspective. I'm going to take that, analyze it and you know use it accordingly so um i would think i'm probably most proud of my ability to kind of adapt um to certain situations and still kind of maintain a certain level of poise that 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 is one of the best things i've known you about bro that is honestly one of the best things like you you understand people you cater to your audience like that's i mean like we do work in industry as marketers to figure out what the audience likes but you know we we are probably taken aback by hearing about the book journey and the yeah. opening in the club. That 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 you know we you know the thing is, everyone loves you so much that we will be like, hey, do you need our help to do the, yeah. any of that? You know, that's how much you resonate with people. And that if, if I can do if I can do any of that, be of service to you, I'll do any of that. You know, because you that. yeah you have helped me so much in my career growing up in advertising and and you know, in this, in this world, you know, to say the least. So, you know, but you know, it's, it's beautiful to hear that your adaptability, like this is a world where there's no sweet path to success. Like it's not one 
lane that's straight and it, it's going to curve. It's going to bend. It's going to, there's going to be like a rock in the road that's going to teach us to go another way. And how, you know, it, it's crazy in this world, you know? Yeah. And so it's amazing that you also, you know, have those aspirations to do those certain things where you want to write a book or start a club, but you're working in advertising, but I'm going to adapt because there's COVID. So now I can figure out that I can actually now write a book. You have a vision, you stick with it, but there's, you know, other pieces of this vision and, but you're not, you're not going to get, you know, uh, tossed off to the side. You know, you always adapt. You'll be ready. You'll be ready to take on, you have your shield shields up, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep going forward and you're, you're going to make, any kind of dream that you want to come true, come true. And if it's a different kind of dream, you're going to make it even better than your original dream. So that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everybody, not everybody, excuse me. I think some people can get so kind of focused on just one dream that other opportunities can pop up for you to showcase other talents and abilities and skills that you have. And you'll just completely, you'll be completely blind. Like you'll miss it because you're just like, no, this is, this is it. And I think for me, I try so much to kind of serve it they the landscape and feel like okay cool what's what's speaking to my passion points right now right and you know kind of what I alluded to earlier in terms of basketball and how it affected my life is you know the position that I played was point guard right so what it taught me was uh well at least what that what that position taught me is how to put everyone around me in position to win right like I want to win of course I want to be as successful as possible but I do want to share that with the people around me I do want you know I'm saying like you or any of my other homies or whoever it is, I want everybody to be in a good position. Like, I've never been one where it's like, hey, I just want to be up here by myself doing this. Like, no, nah, I, want, I want all the homies to be in, in, in that space, right? And so I've always also learned how to, like, step back and say, like, okay, like, maybe I'm wasting or I'm burning resources or whatever on this when it's a prime opportunity for me to leverage and strengthen this skill that I have over here. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, plenty of people, you know, have told me is just like, yo, Cam, we, when you write, especially when your mind is in it, when you write, like your words come off the page, like you can really kind of do something with it. And honestly, it's it's something that, if I'm being honest, like it's something that I've known, but I've also been scared of, right? Because there's a responsibility that comes with that. There's a um, there's a um, a weight that comes with having a talent, having a skill, knowing it, but walking with it, right? And, and really kind of breaking that down that way. So um, I think the biggest thing for me now is my confidence in knowing that you know you have to take that first step you know there's going to be roadblocks you're going to fail but if you truly believe in a certain gift or skill then you know you got to go with it and you know i think until this point i've kind of you know waited in the water a little bit but you know i think now you kind of got to the point where it's like man i just you just kind of got to go right like time time is not guaranteed so right let me let me let me just you know put it down and see what i can do with it Cam, if there's one big piece of advice that you can tell the audience, what will it be? One big piece of, uh, let's see. I think my biggest advice, man, is be authentic. Be authentic, man. I, I, I think it's really imperative that people, um, I mean, life is going to be complicated on its own, right? And so I think the biggest thing that people need to do is just be authentic. Know who you are. Um, you know, spend time with yourself. and you know, there's going to be a lot of fears a lot of time, but at the end of the day, you're authentic. If you can step into any room and feel completely confident being yourself and having uh, a perspective that you're comfortable with, then I think that you'll be fine, you know? So um, if I had to pick any piece of advice, it would be 
you know, keep things simple and be authentic. Absolutely, bro. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. All right, my brother. I want to ask one last question before we sign off. But okay. what are your favorite music albums of all time? How many do I get? Let's go with three. Three? My favorite albums of all time. No mixtape. No, damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's go with Kendrick, Good Kid, Mad City. Woo! Legendary. Like 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, give me Drake. Take care. Oh, greatest of all time. 2011, and then popped off in 2012. But yep, my favorite of all time. Um, and then probably Jay Z Blueprint. Wow, I did not expect that. Wow. It was tough because I was I was gonna go with I was I was gonna I go with that. I was gonna go with uh. Kanye, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That was right there. Oh. That was on the cusp. It was on the cusp, but I felt I felt that's wrong. A 20, that's a twenty eleven staple right there. I felt, I felt wrong. Yeah. I felt, I felt wrong leaving Hove off the list, man. So I had to I had to go. I had to I had to throw okay. Hove on there. But if I had like a, a a fourth one to slide in there, it would be Kanye. Uh, my beautiful dark twist. It seems like with with Hove and like uh, you know Yeezy, you slide and watch the throne as number five. Then shoot, yeah, like, oh, yeah, man. That, I, I say they they when they was when they wasn't in whatever their little relationship thing is now, man. They was. They, <laughs> I don't know how they, I don't know how they rock with each other right now, but I mean outside of that, they they you know they they put together some good work, but. Now, that was certainly a golden era of hip hop we might not ever see replicated again, but it is what it is. The way it's printing, I doubt it, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, bro. Hey, thank you again for coming on this show. It was a great pleasure. It was a great time. You've been the person that helped shape my speaking skills and meetings. I've said this already. Speeches. Now, you know, you shape me in the way I can talk in this talk show right now. So, bro, we always appreciate you. I'm sure your personality, your energy resonates with other young colleagues at Mediacom yeah. and, and with everyone you come across. I've seen it with your friends, your family. You touch so many people's lives. A lot of people love you, bro. We look forward to all you got coming in the future. Thank you, man. Like I said, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I mean, thank you for the invitation. I'll see a platform here. Uh, you know, definitely can't wait to see, you know, you know, what else you got coming for? Because I know that mind of yours is always working, always got new ideas and whatnot. So, um, you know, like I said, just thank you, and uh, you know, for allowing me to be a part of this. And, you know, anytime you need me, man, reach out. You know, you know the number, you know the location, you know I got you. So, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, man, just let me know. I always got you, bro. But no, I appreciate it. Love you, brother. Absolutely. Sure. Tune in next week for a birthday special episode featuring our great friend, Gabby Garcia. She will be discussing her journey moving to different cities in her early career after college as always you all are amazing for watching this all the way through and we hope this show continues to uplift you in any ounce of morale possible keep pushing it week in and week out he's cam i'm james stay safe see you all next week Why is this Find my star, where are you?